People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hello, Brothers Talk family, and happy Thanksgiving weekend to you and all your loved ones. As we welcome you and all first-time listeners, wherever you're listening in around the world, we're truly thankful that among our many blessings that you join us each week as we spread the message of the need for critical thinking and conversations to promote social activism and uplift people everywhere. And we're also grateful for your help with the work of encouraging and educating everyone that we come into contact with in identifying opportunities to endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals for the empowerment and prosperity of our community. Let me take an extra moment here for your weekly coronavirus awareness alert because we care, and it's always that way, that we need to do a better job of urging everyone that we can to get those boosters if they've already been vaccinated, and of course, do all that you can to promote vaccinations to those who haven't gotten them. Family, the reason we're bringing this up is because there are some pretty shocking stats that are coming out this week. As we hear that holiday travel, this most heavily traveled holiday of the year, is expected to be up 11% over last year. According to the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, so far this year, just 14% of adults have received a dose of the new vaccine formulation that became available in September, compared to 28% who have gotten the flu shot. That's shocking because COVID is still much more infectious, much more severe, and most of all, much more deadly than the flu. But only half as many people have gotten the latest booster, even as they're getting the flu shot, which they could literally get at the same time. I don't know, family, that seems kind of crazy. Somehow, for whatever reason, people are actually turning down the booster because it's absolutely being offered at the same time. We know that the government and our elected officials are doing a terrible job of encouraging the public to protect itself, but come on, we can't ignore the truth. It seems we're hearing more from the anti-vaxxers, but we can't be so willing to believe that even if there are any valid concerns about side effects, that people would rather risk death than whatever they're listening to from the nuts who have zero science on their side. COVID-19 vaccination rates have been steadily dropping. Less than 70% of the country got the initial two doses of the vaccine, and less than 20% of the country received last year's booster shot. And now we're down to 14%. Yep, it's terrible that the government isn't subsidizing the shots anymore, but that doesn't explain the trend. So we're putting it out there to you, family, if you or anybody you know has any reason that you're not getting the shots, we're inviting you to be our guest at the very least share with us what your position is. And you can do that at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. As we all know, millions of people will be out and about this holiday season spreading all the respiratory infectious diseases, including COVID, RSV2, the flu, and pneumonia. So once again, we're pleading with you to arm yourselves and your loved ones by getting vaccinated. Get the boosters, 
wash your hands, wear masks in crowded situations, use plenty of disinfectants. And if you do get sick, please stay home until you're no longer contagious, doing your best not to spread it to others. Come on, people. We don't want this to be our last holiday season together because of these preventable diseases. We can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. Family, on this theme, uh, and thank you for your continued support. Same with the theme about the virus. Have you asked yourself, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, if you listen to Rod's presentation and, and the statistics that he, gave, that he gave out for the people who are not, the number of people who are not being vaccinated and haven't been vaccinated and, and not doing anything to try to protect themselves, you got to ask yourself, why is it that the virus is still in full effect, but the government is not really encouraging people the way that they were a few years ago about getting vaccinated and things that you should be doing to protect yourself? You got to question that. You got to ask yourself, why aren't we hearing about the, the statistics that Rodney just gave out? Why aren't we hearing about uh, the how the government is encouraging people they're not encouraging anybody they're not even sharing the information what is that all about they're leaving it up to people it's given to me it's given the false impression that hey the virus is gone and uh now i'm seeing more and more people not wearing continuing to not wear masks and i think it's all because of the fact that the government is giving this false impression that hey everything is okay we're in the clear you're safe now and it's because they're not, you don't see a lot on TV, any commercials in my area anyway, about what we should be doing and to beware of the virus. Ask yourself that. Why it, Why aren't we hearing that? But we are hearing a lot about there are people cropping up, the anti-vaxxers. They're getting a lot of airtime. They're getting way more airtime than CDC. I, don't, I haven't even seen anybody on CDC from CDC on television here lately talking about the virus. So just just food for thought, Norm. That's a good point, Scott. It's funny how the, the government and, and the hospitals and different agencies at one point mandated getting the vaccine and, and wearing masks, and now it's nothing. And we're still operating under the same conditions of people getting sick and people dying. That's, a, that's an excellent point. And I just want to remind everybody that, again, we're upon a holiday season. And, you know, this is a time where our businesses, especially black businesses, make most of their money and revenue for the year. So remember, support our businesses, support your community. Right. So here we go with show number 201 and is our custom. Periodically, we do a round robin of topics to give you enough to chew on as you get ready to enjoy the holiday season and see a lot of your friends and loved ones and even acquaintances. So starting off, I'll hit on the Supreme Court of the United States knew farce of their code of ethics, which is bad enough that they effectively started out the whole conversation around presenting this new code of ethics with the idea that there wasn't really a need for them, but somehow the public had a misconception that they did not have a code of ethics. So they wanted to make sure that the public knew that they did, even though there's been so many stories of improprieties on the part of justices like Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito in particular, that they knew they needed to do something to counteract it. But the bottom line is the reason it is a farce is because their new code of ethics has no teeth, meaning there isn't any enforcement arm. There's no one to actually hold them accountable. 
So in essence, it's like the old idea of the fox guarding the hen house, because what sense does it make that if you're already unethical in the first place, that you're actually going to adhere to a code of ethics? So Supreme Court, that's just ridiculous. And the Congress needs to act somehow to provide some form of enforcement to ensure that criminal activities that anybody else would go to jail for don't just go by unpunished as they have with the members of the Supreme Court. You know, Rod, those are excellent points uh, because I often talk about it and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on this on the show before. I'm, I'm just I can't get my mind around why is it that the media and not only media, but I get one party in Congress. I understand that there's just no ethics there at all. But the other party, why is it that you got people like Michael Cohen, who spit, did some jail time for lying on the witness stand, lying before Congress, but we got three Supreme Court justices who actually, Gorsuch, Alito, and, and Kavanaugh, on their confirmation hearing, they were asked a question about uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, and each one of them said that they would not vote to overturn Roe v. Wade because it was established precedent, they established law. And what did they do? They voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, and why isn't there an outcry for these uh, Supreme Court justices who lied on the stand, who lied during confirmation, not on the stand, but in front of Congress, the Senate, and yet these these liars are allowed to pass judgment on policies or any laws to interpret the Constitution the way that they want to interpret the Constitution that impacts the entire country, but yet nobody's saying, wait a minute, how can this guy be trusted when on national TV we saw him lie about what he would not do, and he did it anyway? That that's on top of the fact that Sam uh, Alito and, and Thomas have basically been bought and paid for. They are puppets for billionaires. And you couple those two things together. And yet, uh, where's the drumbeat about these people need to be need to be removed or they need to be forced to step down? I, I just that that bothers me because the next the other thing that you hear is all men are created equal. Well, it doesn't appear that way to me. I have a quick question in regards to all of these benefits that members of the Supreme Court have gotten uh, under and over the table. Are they liable for any financial benefits that they receive to report those as income? And, and could they be actually in trouble with the IRS because of these benefits? There isn't a directly simple answer to it. The two schools of thought that there is out there is, yes, they are in violation of certain IRS regulations in terms of reporting income. But as I said before, the problem is there isn't an enforcement arm that is able to go after them as sitting members of the Supreme Court. Okay. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Rod. I was wondering, uh, you know, because it's, it's ridiculous that people who have a lifetime appointment could be bought and sold and that there's, there's no, you know, there's no holding them accountable for anything. Pretty ridiculous there. I wanted to discuss the the war we have in this country on protesters. You know, in, in several different cities in this country, protesters have been attacked by the law enforcement and legal establishment uh, for exercising their constitutional right to protest. And I'm going to point out three examples. Right now in Atlanta, 
we have protesters that are being charged under the RICO statute, which was actually created to go after the mafia and organized crime. And what they decided to do was use that statue to go after protesters as an organized entity to attack the government. We also have in Phoenix, Arizona, the same law enforcement agency, the county, literally put together a plan to go after protesters as an organized gang. So they labeled uh, protesters as an organized gang and used a statue to go after them as well. And we don't have to talk about New York City, who literally just made up trumped up charges on protesters and were eventually sued and lost, lost that case. So the city had to pay the protesters. But in this country, we are under attack for simply voicing our own opinion. So the next topic that I want to raise is something of a startling statistic that I had to really do some digging to find. And so I'm going to share it with you because if you start to look for it, you'll really have to do some digging as well. Because I was concerned about why there seems to be a rise around the world in terms of the number of European descendants who are continuously focused on supporting colonization efforts, who are pushing back on the efforts of other diverse minorities to gain equality and equity in representation, until I saw this particular statistic. The descendants of the European Caucasian ethnic group number 9.6% of the world's population. That's right. Not even 10% of the world's population would be identified as so-called white. And with that being the case, and the number is shrinking percentage-wise because of the continual increase in the numbers of Asians, Indians, Africans, and those of Latinx, meaning those are the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere, then that number is going to continue to shrink percentage-wise of the European descendants. And that indeed leads you to really understand why you're seeing the efforts of white supremacy continue to grow around the world in country after country. And so that's something that all of us need to be aware of as we see more and more efforts to prop up the white control across the populations of the world. You know, just to kind of piggyback a little bit on uh, what Norm was talking about in terms of protests, and we did touch on this a little bit also about I don't condone anything that happened uh, in terms of Israel being attacked by Hamas, but it just seemed to me that, you know, when you take a look at the response from people in this country and our political leaders to what is happening in Israel and Israel, the response to Hamas, the, the kind of response that when somebody, when black people are, are just being uh, continuously killed, drip, 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 killed by by police, and they make it look like it's legal in the attacks that we have faced since we've been uh, in this country, uh, it, it's there, there's no comparison. I mean, it pales to the attention that has been brought to what happened over there in Israel. Uh, I understand that they are a uh, significant and and special security partners, uh, national security partner for us. But when I look at the coverage that it's getting uh, continuously, compare it to what happened, uh, the coverage that, that we get 
when something happened in our community. Initially, we may get a little bit of coverage for maybe a week, but this is like every single day since this has happened. Uh, every time you turn on the TV, this is what we're seeing. We, you know, and 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 of course, there are atrocities that are happening over there that no one wants to see happen. But the the outrage that I'm seeing over here, uh, compared to the outrage that that the same people give when something happened to someone in our community, it, it it's just it's not even close to being equal. You know, and I want to follow up with with that comment, Scott. I agree with you 100%. And I want to take it a step further. You notice the war in Ukraine, President Biden continuously spoke out against the, the, the innocent people being killed in Ukraine, the victims, the innocent victims. But in Gaza, he hasn't said one word. He put arms in the hands of the Ukraine people to fight back. But in Gaza, he's arming the people killing the innocent victims. Just a thought. All right, so there you have it, and hopefully we've given you enough to chew on in addition to those holiday leftovers. And in our Black Business Spotlight, we're also going to keep pushing our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide movement that we started in 2020, and we've literally stuck to that point for four years of now over 200 weekly programs. We're staying the course of our commitment and belief in this cause, even as it may be keeping us from being a prime target for sponsors. We will not compromise our message or our standards. As the most feared, least heard, and most misunderstood part of the American population, as Black African American males, we'll say what others may be afraid of because we have to be true to ourselves. So let's get out there and promote and patronize every Black business that you can during the busiest season of the year for shopping of every type. Remember that in the barrage of all the advertising dollars spent pushing goods and services of companies owned by people who don't look like us, it's easy to lose sight of our goal to uplift our communities with our dollars instead of enriching those who don't need it nearly as much as we do. And keep in mind, they don't reinvest a dime in our communities, and that includes the government. So our ongoing Black Business Spotlight theme during this long holiday season is always going to be, let's relaunch Black Wall Street nationwide. That's a wrap for this week's show. And remember, you can follow us and also share your thoughts and communicate with us by sending your comments, as well as your questions and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, brotherstalk at gmail.com. As always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. And until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time, your interest, and you can rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, let's all do better today because that's all we really have.